Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It is Thursday here on the program, and that means that we have got the Wednesday Night Wars to talk about. AEW versus NXT last night. I thought two great shows, loved them both, thought AEW was slightly better. What were your thoughts? Contact us here today, I'll give you all the information here in just a moment. A lot of stuff going down on both shows. Next week we will know who the first ever NXT, I'm sorry, AEW Tag Team Champions are. The finals are set, and it's going to be SCU versus the Lucha Brothers winners the first ever AEW Tag Team Champions. We had a great angle with Chris Jericho and Cody. They're a couple of weeks away from their full gear pay-per-view. We can talk about that here tonight. Everything there is to love about professional wrestling was in that segment right there last night. Also on NXT, main event of the show, we had the three-way. Roderick Strong, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, absolutely insane match. And then when it was over, they shot the angle where two weeks after returning, as a humongous babyface, Finn Balor has turned heel. And it was a shocking moment. I don't think anybody saw it coming. What did you think about it? The turn itself I thought was executed so well. thought it was great. But at the end of the day, this guy just came back. He was over huge as a babyface. I don't know why they didn't run with Finn Balor as a babyface for a few months and then turn him heel, but what's done is done, and basically Prince Devitt is back in NXT. Lots to talk about here today. If you want to join us on the program, very easy to do. You can text us at 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. I am at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. You can email me, brian at wrestlingobserver.com. Maybe we'll take some calls in the final segment. We'll see how things go. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Are you or someone you love one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? 
Every person's experience with Parkinson's is unique, and for many patients and families, that can be one of the most challenging aspects. The Michael J. Fox Foundation built a guide to help. Visit michaeljfox.org pd360 to download the Parkinson's 360, a guide for navigating the disease. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org pd360. Visit today. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired need home improvement money visit moneynow100.com if you need fast cash for any reason go to moneynow100.com good bad or no credit at all go to moneynow100.com you could get up to five thousand dollars as soon as the next business day go to moneynow100.com on your phone tablet or computer type in the address bar moneynow100.com that's moneynow the number 100.com you're that famous actress. You must travel so much. <gasps> What's the best site for hotel deals? Um, Hilton.com. <laughs> no, no, no. One with crazy savings. Hilton.com. With their price match guarantee, if you find a better rate, they match it and take 25% off. No, one with lots of options. Hilton.com has 16 top hotel brands. Hampton, Hilton Garden Inn, Waldorf Astoria. Hilton.com. You should totally do their commercials. <clears throat> Expect better. Expect Hilton. You're good. I know. Thank you. Applicable terms and conditions at Hilton.com. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back here on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Lots to talk about here today, and we've already got a lot of feedback from last night. This person here, Edward, says, I thought AEW was a great show. I didn't watch NXT, so I can't comment on that show, but I did see on Twitter that Finn Balor turned heel, which is cool, but sudden. Well, I guess actually that's the best way to describe it. It was cool, but it was sudden. He just showed up. Perzier said Finn Balor's heel turn was incredible. Felt like an obvious war game setup angle. So you were thinking about who the fourth guy was when suddenly Finn attacks. Was interesting. Finn 
turned on them when it was four on three. They had four top heels, but three top baby faces. And then one of the baby faces turned. So now it's like they got five top heels and only two top baby faces. So it seems to me like someone's got to turn or someone's got to be elevated or something of that nature. This person says, I love the time limit draw on AEW. Two of the biggest stars shouldn't be able to finish each other in the 12 minutes that were left. Made perfect sense. Showed matches can be a draw. It will also make future matches more intense when they tease that again. What did everybody think of the draw? I was not sold on it last night. I guess we'll see. And finally, this person here, AEW was great. Loved the whole show start to finish. Phoenix blew me away again. NXT, a very good show. Matt Riddle is a star. Like you said earlier, I have no faith in WWE when he has moved to the main roster. Mike, what did you think of these two shows? Unfortunately, I only caught a part of NXT, so I can't comment on all of it. The show-closing angle, I thought, was out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, it's if they wanted to surprise you, I, I can't believe anybody is sitting here today saying, man, I knew that Finn Balor was going dirty. Uh, I don't think anybody thought that at all. I thought it was shocking how they did it, you know, that you've got now – uh, Gargano and Champa, and it's not like he was, you know, the latter is going to get booed much in NXT territory anyway. But uh, definitely now that they are back on at least even feet as as far as in the crowd's mind, how they decide to play that relationship with each other going forward here as we move towards War Games, or however this is going to, you know, come to a head with the Undisputed Era and Finn Balor is going to be very interesting. Uh, but I thought that was, again, it was so out of nowhere. It was so surprising that you, you really got to give it to them. And, and we'll see what happens there. AEW, I am not as, I didn't think it was as great as some people did. Uh, it was a, again, it's, if you're, AEW is just one of those promotions where I'm not going to love everything that they do, every single segment. And every single match, and I'm going to look at matches a little bit differently than their fan base does, and that's okay. You know, I know what works for their fans, and I know what works for their crowd. You can hear it. You can tell. It uh, doesn't mean I'm going to love it. Private Party and uh, the Lucha Brothers, great example of that. Um, but with that said, that Jericho of almost everything, the show-closing angle, I think, on NXT because of how shocking it was and how well done it was, I think that may have been the high point of the night. But what was real close, if not just as good in, in its own way, if not better, was the Chris Jericho-Cody Rhodes brawl that they had between the two of them. And this is what AEW brings. You know, if there was any thought, those people that said, man, they heard all the hype for AEW and the lapsed wrestling fan that has not watched wrestling in God knows how long, man, AEW is going to bring him back. That's not true. That They're not going to get him hook, line, and sinker. But they might hook him with something. And and they do a good job kind of covering every single base uh, and covering all of their fans in one show. And I think they did that last night. And if you didn't love Private Party and the Lucha Brothers like a lot of people did, if you were turned off by the main event, you probably had to love Jericho and, and Cody Rhodes or, or vice versa. So Cody's not your thing. You have all of this other stuff on there. I think they did a good job, again, of kind of painting – all of the picture last night, and I thought they did a – the show was good. Again, I didn't love it. I didn't love some of the matches like some people, but that's how that's going to go. Person says, I have to think if Balor did the heel turn on the main roster, he would have gotten cheered. Absolutely would have gotten cheered. Yeah. Full sale crowd seemed genuinely shocked and betrayed. Well, there's a reason for that. They were shocked because it just literally came out of nowhere. That's why they were shocked. 
Now, the reason that they were betrayed, the reason they were so actually angry about it and didn't cheer a heel turn like on the main roster is, in all of the Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong stole a win, which the people were mad about. Undisputed Era is facing off with the two top babyfaces. Gargano is a top babyface. Ciampa just returned. The fans were so excited to see DIY together. Then Finn comes out, and you actually had a stare down where people were expecting this incredible feud with these three baby faces versus these four heels. And then Finn turned. So not only was it shocking, but you took away something that they really wanted to see, which was Finn Balor teaming with these two guys to face Undisputed Era. So it was very well done. I thought it was great. I'm excited to see Finn Balor as a heel i'm just surprised that if it's let's just put it this way if i'm booking i can turn finn balor heel anytime i want so when finn balor shows up and you've got something that people really want to see which is undisputed era versus champa and johnny gargano and finn balor which would be like an incredible feud incredible matches i do that first and you can plant a few seeds right there in whatever way you want to plant them I, maybe maybe Gargano helps Ciampa more than he helps Finn, even though Ciampa's turned on you know Gargano. The whole nine years, there's a million things you can do. Finn gets mad, eventually he turns. I mean, you get both of the things that you wanted. That's what I would have done. But it's too late. That's not what they did. I didn't think it was terrible. I'm just surprised they didn't do more with him before they turned him. This person here says, I think AEW was also hurt by having both tournament matches back-to-back and then another tag match on top of that, especially with the similar styles. I don't think AEW was hurt at all. The fans were super in everything. Obviously, they weren't into the Dark Order match as much as they were into the match with Phoenix and Pentagon. But they still got them into the match there at the end. And if you watch a lot of New Japan, AEW seems to me to be a company that's going to book their TV more like New Japan books their shows as opposed to WWE in the sense that WWE, dude, name any feud. Natalia and Lacey Evans. They wrestled, what was it, four times in five weeks on television? That's ridiculous. They're not going to do that in AEW. So what they're going to do is they're going to do more tag matches, very much like New Japan does. When they run a big show, you've got your three top singles matches or whatever. Everybody on their card, they just do a bunch of tag matches. And the tag matches can be used to set up big matches down the line. You don't waste singles matches. You don't have to do singles matches four times in five weeks when you do that. Everything works out great. That's what they appear to be doing. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, and, and, you know, if you think about it, because of where the tournament matches were, you go, well, why were the Young Bucks and the best friends in the position they were in? And it's like, well, the reason that is is because you needed, you wanted to clear uh, the former LAX out of there before the Young Bucks accepted the challenge. I think there were strategic reasons why they put things the way they did. I don't think they slapped Ash, put them crazy or anything like that. They put them in a way that they thought was actually going to work. So I don't, I don't think that that really damaged anything at all. I think when it comes to opening your wrestling show, you want to start hot. I think there's, there's either want to nail something and really get it hammered across whatever it is, whether it be in a match. Uh, whatever the style, you know, if you have something that's serious, it takes precedence over the rest of the show. But 
otherwise, I've always been one of these people that has fallen to, if you're going to start, start hot. You know, I always thought WCW, the cruiserweight match, a pay-per-view with a, a hot start. I think kind of the same thing goes with their TV until really otherwise noted that you start off with something hot like that. And, you know, there may be always something that suffers coming after it, but that's going to be the job of whoever schedules it and the people coming after it. Bert says, I'm happy AW tag matches made sense this week. Listen, I'm not going to come on the air and tell anybody that they made changes because of this show. I don't believe that. But there were a lot of things that we criticized about AEW over the last couple of weeks. And unlike WWE, this week they fixed those things. I still wish they would show more of the AEW dark matches, like the highlights of it in 90 seconds on the main show. But at the very least... We got clips of that match where Kenny Omega and Joey Janela killed themselves to build up this second match. That's an improvement. And also, people got mad at Jim Ross for yelling about the tag rope and everything like that. But if you watched the show last night, two weeks ago, there were no tag match rules. People were tagging from inside the ring. This week, everybody held on to that tag rope. They made a positive change. That's two thumbs up. Back in a moment with Dave Meltzer, Observer Live. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable 
adjustable bed. So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-371-9608. That's 1-800-371-9608. Call 1-800-371-9608. Call now. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Hopefully we'll have Dave Meltzer here on in just a moment, trying to get him connected. In the meantime, a couple of text messages here. This person here says, On every episode of AEW Dynamite so far, the commentary team had to say at some point, I don't know who the legal man is. Can we stop praising the sports-based product that confuses its own commentators to the point they have to vocalize? They don't know who's supposed to be in the ring. Listen, it happened in one match last night with the Lucha Brothers. And let me tell you something about the Lucha Brothers. The Lucha Brothers do whatever they want to do. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, You know how many stories I've heard about the Lucha Brothers? And it's like, how can I explain this? you ask them to do something and sometimes they'll play the gimmick where they don't understand what you're saying because they don't speak English. I've heard this story so many times. And by the way, like, this is le- legitimate too. I don't know if this is like part of like the Lucha Brothers, like they do what they want in storyline. No, this is what they do. For real. All right. I think we got uh, Dave Meltzer here on the line. Dave, what's going on? Not too much. So the thing with the Lucha Brothers is, is that they grew up um, in Mexico where you don't have to tag. So it's just a completely different mentality. Yes, but I mean, at some point, like, if you keep telling them over and over again, you guys have got to make a tag, you guys have got to make a tag. I mean, like, at some point, they should figure out they got to make a tag. They just do it there. They just do it the way they learned it. That's all. Dave, we, I came up under the, the Bill Watts method of you get one save per match, but I've also watched wrestling kind of evolve or devolve, however anybody else wants to say it, into a situation where... I'm almost fine with having, like, universal lucha rules. Like, if one guy's in, as long as one guy's out and you don't have that much craziness going on or anything like that, is that really – can't we just kind of move towards that method? Or, or should we stick with the tag rope? It doesn't matter. I mean, we could. We could not. Um, it's going to be hard for, you know, people from a different period to to make that change. Um, but I mean, you can do, you know, I, I, I grew up watching wrestling where they tagged and I grew up watching wrestling where they didn't tag, where they just replaced. And we even had matches here, hurricane matches, which were essentially, you know, Lucha Libre rules. They called them hurricane matches here because it was one of the gimmicks that they would do. Um, you know, and there would be essentially, uh, ways to build up the hurricane match, which is one guy would sell, sell, sell for so long and he could never tag and he could never tag and he would get beat and it would be the baby face. And, you know, one guy would get beat and the other guy would be fresh. And so they would bring it back with hurricane rules, Lucha Libre rules. So where the idea is if the first guy's injured, the other guy could just come in and replace him and the match doesn't end. You know, so it's it was just part of the gimmick. So, Dave, as everybody's well aware, you've turned 60 years old today. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. And now looking Thanks. back at your 60 years on this earth, of which 52 of it has been spent watching professional wrestling, I believe. Something like that. Not quite that many, but pretty close. I know you'll probably answer today, but I want the actual answer. What's your favorite era of pro wrestling? Oh, man, that's tough. Um, Probably now. 
I think. I knew he'd say that. <laughs> now, um, early nine, early nineties or midnight, mid, early mid nineties, um, early seventies, um, mid eighties, early to mid eighties. Um, those would be my favorites. Late nineties, not so much. Uh, even though it was super popular, but yeah, it's, it's early seventies was pretty cool because there was wrestling was so strong everywhere. And uh, early, early mid eighties was really good. Um, just like, again, that's when the tape trading came in and there were so many places that were hot. So there was so much to learn from. And then the nineties was good because it was like the new product era, you know, where you had ECW and Michinoku pro in Japan and FMW in Japan and K one and UFC and Pancras starting. So it was like a whole new world's opening up. So I really liked, and you had also that great era of all Japan and, and new Japan as well. So I would say early mid nineties was awesome. You know, I want to go back very quickly since we were talking about the uh, the tags, and I think you said I've seen wrestling with tags, I've seen without wrestling without tags. It doesn't matter. My thoughts on AEW are this: I don't care what the rules are, but I do want to know what the rules are, and I want them to be enforced in the sense I that I, I agree. Yes, I agree. And I, I want to I want to put them over because last night on the show, they did tell us several times. In AEW, when you make a tag, unlike ten, other promotions, you have, you have 10, ten seconds. seconds. Okay. Yeah, but then they don't enforce Great. it. Well, they're supposed to enforce it. But the point is, like, hopefully they will start enforcing this rule. But as long as you tell me what the rules are, then I'm fine if you have 10 seconds. I'm fine if you have, I, like, I don't care what the count-out rule is. It's 10 seconds in the U.S., it's 20 seconds in Japan. Like, I don't tw care. Tw 20 is so much better. I, I would argue that one. 20 is so much better than 10. And the thing is, is where the 10 comes from. Was Vince's father like these really fluke countouts where you just count the guy out and nobody would know it? It was just a way out of a match to protect people. And it's like we've evolved so much past that. So I think that we should evolve past that ten because the twenty is clearly more dramatic than the ten because you have more time. You can build up. You know, eleven, twelve, thirteen is a lot more exciting than three, four, five. Uh, well, you're right, but I mean, the reality is, I mean, New Japan they do a real count for the twenty. And they use that a lot. In WWE, I mean, they really do 20 seconds. The ref just takes two seconds to count every one or whatever. I mean, it's it's like 20 seconds. But they don't do it the way that New Japan does it. Yeah, but they don't, yeah, they don't make it as exciting, though. So I always figure, like, whatever's the most exciting way, copy from that, because that's probably the best way. You know, but, but what happens here is, is people just kind of, like, grow up with WWE, so everybody copies what WWE does, not even realizing... That what WWE does was very often different from what everybody else did. You know, I mean, I grew up here. Every everywhere was twenty, until Vince's father made it ten, so he could do these really fluke countouts. So that was the reason for ten. But it it became ten when Vince took over because that's what everyone grew up with. But it, it was a less you know it was a less dramatic uh, number numbering system, so to speak. So the only numbers that we have, I mean, it doesn't really matter today because of the competition, but we did get the PlayStation View numbers. I actually got some uh, local market numbers that were terrible, by the way. I, I only for AEW, oh, man. but they were bad. They were bad. Um, DC? Like, um, and, you know, it's and, and especially in um, Houston. DC wasn't. DC was not as bad as I expected, but Houston huh. was just brutal, like brutal bad. I don't know how it's going to, you know, I have enough markets to know where it sure looks like it's going to be down significantly, but... So it's but safe the, to say it's competition from sports this week? Well, Houston is World Series for sure. 
And then the other Dallas, you know, was was bad, and that was NBA. So yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I it is competition from NBA and and world, the World yeah. Series and the World Series cities for in their cities especially, but World Series is a big deal anyway. So yeah, I mean, Wednesday and, and Friday are both going to you know Friday for WWE will be down as well. I, I don't think there's any way around that. Well, Friday, I mean, it's, I mean, the one thing is AEW and NXT are still like on the same channel in the same you know, X number of, of potential homes. But SmackDown's going from Fox to FS1, which is oh, already oh, it's, a brutal it's, it's drop. Get, it's getting it's getting killed unless Hogan and Flair, like, somehow save it, and I don't think that they're going to be able to. Yeah, I'm not sure that's happening. So that's the go-home show for Crown Jewel. No, the go-home, well, the go-home well, the SmackDown, Smackdown go-home yeah, show. Raw, they are split Smackdown. rosters now. This is a go-home show because we're it, not it, supposed it, to have people on each brand. It is technically a go-home show for for Brock Lesnar, yeah. And you know, another thing I was thinking about, because we were talking about this on Monday, is they did that Drew McIntyre-Ricochet match, and I was frustrated that Ricochet lost in that match. And the more I thought about it, like, how many times have we said, well, have someone else in the match? And I mean, we could have. And we could have, but guess what? Now we have a split roster, so you have half as many people that you could have put in that match. There's still other, there's still other choices. There's always other choices. But I think that there was a reason, you know, maybe, maybe it shows up short-term, long-term. Maybe it never shows up because the plans change. But, you know, the, I, know that, I know that Ricochet is, like, on the radar of being protected, but this was like Jewish. You know, I mean, maybe Ricochet is going to get the win in the, in, the, in the match in Saudi Arabia. I don't know that to be the case, but, and I would, I would probably bet he won't. But, you know, you just don't know until it happens. So we've had a lot of people talking about the Finn Balor turn last night. Obviously, it was shocking. I don't think anybody saw it coming. The question is, what did you think of it in terms of, like, my thoughts are they could have done a bunch of stuff with Finn as a babyface with Gargano and Ciampa and then turned him as opposed to just turning him immediately. Absolutely. I would agree with you. I think they could have told a better story and had better reasons, but I think that they were... You know why they did it. I mean, I'm sure. It's like, hey, they're losing in the ratings. We need something shocking, and we need it right now. So that's how they that's the reason they did it. But yeah, I I would think that you could have built it up more and gotten Balor over as this super strong baby face and then, you know, started this slight dis- dissension. Not much because you don't want to telegraph it too much, but at least you have that, you know, yeah, it's it's better storytelling the other way. Um but you know, it's it's one of those things where when when your numbers are down, you sometimes do things like out of nowhere that you think are going to be big and again Balor's never really been a heel in in wwe and he was a very good heel in new japan he'll be an excellent heel yeah there were times on the main roster where where you know where he was kind of floundering as a face where i was sitting there going like just look he's floundering as a face you know and 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 a lot of it was self-fulfilling prophecy because Balor only floundered after he was booked to flounder he never floundered first and then but was booked to fail if you know what i'm saying uh but you know, when you, when you beat the, beat the guy down and you give him no cred, you know, it's going to happen. And I was always thinking, like, okay, you've killed him as a baby face. Just turn him. He's a good heel. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm guess I'm glad he's getting this run as a heel because he can be really entertaining at it and good at it. But yeah, you know, you could have, you could have drawn it out more, sure. So this was the plan. Do you don't, you don't think this was the plan where they were going to bring him down? Do you think this is a reactionary move, not a plan where you know he was going to be healed the whole time? That I don't know. I, the way it was so abrupt, it makes me and and with the timing of everything, it makes me. It, when when I see the numbers drop, 
like this, I always think, okay, what move are they going to make? And this feels like, this felt like a reactionary move. But I don't know that, that, you know, maybe it was always the plan. I don't know. Well, Dave, I want to thank you so much for doing the show today. New Observer's out in a couple of hours. Everybody check it out. We'll be back in a moment. Observer Live. What are you doing? I'm rubbing my blue emu on. Were you ready to go fishing? Fishing? You said we were going fishing this morning. I have 10 gold glove awards. Oh, here we go again. Johnny Bench doesn't go fishing. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Johnny Bench goes catching. Blue emu supports healthy muscles and joints. Blue emu. It works fast and you won't stink. Available at nationwide retailers and Amazon. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Lowe's was started when two GIs returned from World War II. Now, over 75 years later, we proudly employ nearly 20,000 veterans. We don't only honor our veterans on Veterans Day. With our home program, we honor our military every day. Through partnerships with the USO, Operation Finally Home, and AMVETS, we provide workforce training, accessible housing for injured vets, and scholarships to better the lives of our country's bravest. Go to Lowe's.com backslash honor to learn more. The football season is in full swing, so get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional ball. Every spread, every total, every winner, every loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild proposition bets. Who will be the next head coach to get canned? Will the Dolphins win a game? Will the 49ers or the Patriots lose a game? Get the fastest two-market odds updates and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code COACH55, that's COACH55, to receive your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You're listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. A lot to talk about. 
You know what? We're going to take your calls here today. What did you what? think? What did you think of last night's AEW and NXT? If you want to call us here today, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Living dangerously. We'll take some calls here, read some text messages as well. There's really not any other news. The only news I'm waiting for is whether or not Johnny Gargano is alive because <laughs> he took that 1916 out of the metal ramp. I, I mentioned this on the Brian and Vinny show. I mentioned this on this show, but last week they did an angle on AEW. And my main man, Pentagon, comes out. He doesn't like to follow any rules, as I noted earlier. And he grabs Chris Daniels, and they did a deal where he dropped him on his head with a package pile driver on the metal ramp. And there's a famous story from decades ago where The Undertaker gave Hulk Hogan a tombstone on a steel chair, and they shot it in such a way that you could see that Hogan's head didn't come within, like, a foot of this chair. Like, he's nowhere close to this chair. They just totally exposed how fake this tombstone was. And the best part of the story is Hogan later claimed that he hurt his neck on this tombstone, and for, like, years, The Undertaker was so sad and guilty that he hurt Hulk Hogan's neck, and then one day, years later, someone was like, dude, let me show you this footage. And Undertaker saw it, and he never, he, he came nowhere near hurting Hulk Hogan. But anyway, so they do this pile driver, and AEW shot it in like, they shot it literally in the worst angle possible. Like, dead on, like there's no way to hide anything with this angle they shot it at. So I'm watching, and Daniel's head just bangs on the metal ramp. And I'm like, dude, what? I thought the guy was dead. And they stretcher him off, and they do the whole injury angle. I'm like, my God, like the worst possible angle. But it looks like this guy landed on his head on the ramp. So I'm always concerned about whether everyone's alive or dead. So like after shows, I'm always trying to find out if someone that I think got killed got killed or not. And so the first thing I do is I I just text some people there to find out, like, is Daniels alive? Like that looks absolutely brutal. So as it turns out, there's good news and bad news. Uh -oh. The bad news is the reason it looked so good was because Pentagon dropped him right on his head on the metal. His head banged into the metal ramp on this pile driver. Good news is he was fine, okay? So I'm just like, can we not drop people on their head on the ramp? So anyway. I was a little, I was a little surprised. I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. Well, a week later, I'm watching this NXT show, and Finn Balor turns heel, and he grabs Johnny Gargano, and he beats him around ringside. Then he goes over. And it's the same thing. Like, they shot it in such an angle that it's just going to expose the business that he didn't land on his head. Finn Balor lifts this dude up, and he dropped him. Like, I swear to God, he dropped him right on his head on the metal ramp. It was brutal. I was like, this guy's dead. Like, this guy's dead. And they stretched him off and everything like that. And so the first thing I do is I send a bunch of text messages. Is Johnny Gargano okay? Is Johnny... I didn't hear anything from anybody today. Nobody answered me. <laughs> oh, man. Okay? Now, I presume that if he was hurt, like, for sure we'd have heard about it by now. But, oh, my God, can we stop pile-driving or brain-bustering dudes on the ramp? We're going to kill somebody. 
I was going to give AEW some credit. If I recall correctly, I thought that that, that Daniels, uh, the way it was filmed, was actually from a little bit above. I could be wrong, but Whatever, but, but he banged his head. But, well, that's the, the bottom line is it didn't matter how you filmed it because it was a shoot banged him on his head. To the point where I'm surprised that they went with a pinched nerve out six to eight weeks. I thought that was a good enough one where you could have went with the concussion. You should have or, gone like his career's over. Well, but he's going mean, yeah. to valiantly return. Well, yeah, well, that's it. With SEU is in a in a tough situation, and Daniels hobbles out there in a neck brace or something like that and rips it off and, and, and goes nuts, you could have absolutely did that. Maybe that's not fitting their plans, and who knows? Maybe he still comes back with that neck brace on or something like that. But, yeah, that was uh, that, that was. That was brutal, and and obviously now know why it looked so good with Gargano. Yeah, you know I didn't think it was as bad as Daniels, but it's uh, again, you know, as Dusty Rhodes once said, I guess you know, make it good. Person here says Brian and Mike. I was at AEW last night. I will say that was the best live show I have ever been to. The crowd was nuts. The action was great. Man. I love AEW. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know the the thing too I mean I've been very down on NXT being in full sale but I have to do so much repetition on the show because people are deaf I have nothing against the fans at full sale the fans at full sale the last two weeks have been outstanding amazing they are such great fans I have nothing against the full sale building or the fans my issue is it is so jarring to watch AEW and then I'm watching ROH on HDNet. It's shocking to me, especially from a company that WWE has always been about. Let's we got to get the biggest building, even if we only put 1,500 people in it. We gotta we gotta have these big buildings, make it look main event, make it look like the biggest wrestling company. And here they are in full sale on national television, head to head with this other promotion that's putting anywhere from six to thirteen thousand people in the building, and they're just red hot. It's just shocking. And when I see NXT doing 700,000 viewers and everyone's like, well, this and that and the other thing, I'm like, dude, you're in full sale. That's a major reason. This doesn't look like the major leagues. It looks like the minor leagues. What you're doing, this is this honestly, this is AEW on HDNet because, or ROH on HDNet. Because ROH on HDNet, back then, one of their big things was they had some of the best talent in the world having some of the best matches in the world. But they were on these tiny buildings, these dark buildings on HDNet, and they just could not get a foothold. That's what's happening here. It doesn't matter how good the matches are, how good the storylines are. WWE, and this is the irony, WWE has conditioned fans that if it's not in a giant, well-lit, bright building, it's the minor leagues. And now that's what they're promoting, and they're getting smashed by AEW as a result. I don't disagree with a lot of what you said, but I think the comparisons are off. I Nobody got access slash HDNet at the time, even less than now. Barely anybody really gets it now in the grand scheme of things. I'm not saying that show had no hope. You could have made that show look as flowery and as wonderful as everything else on HDNet, those shows with Brooke Burke in, in exotic locations or whatever else was on HDNet at the time. Nobody had it. Nobody saw it. It wasn't hyped up very well. 
Mike Hogwood, God bless his soul. You know, there are a lot of reasons why that didn't pop. I don't think that's a fair comparison. I understand what you're saying about how they've promoted things and how it looks in comparison to AEW, but if if the fans are behind it, and I think there are aesthetic things that they could do to that building to to do some different things, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't get out of it and tour because if I think if do you think they can, absolutely, I think they should, but. You can at least get an ECW vibe and feel because even though as low rent as that looked in comparison to what WCW and WWF were doing at the time, those fans, much like the NXT fans, they believe in what they got there and they can make the night. And I know there are aesthetic things that they could do to that building to brighten it up and some changes that they can make. They can very easily do that. They have the money production-wise to do that. But I don't think it's as negative as people think because I think the bottom line is if – Randy Orton, or if John Cena came back, or if it was Roman Reigns in NXT and you have it on USA, I think you're going to have a little bit of a different change if people realize they're there a couple weeks. I think that changes the numbers. I think you could put that in the best-looking building in the world, all that sort of stuff. It's still WWE's third brand. It's still the, at that point, for the average fan, the sixth and seventh hours of programming during the week, if Raw is your number one and SmackDown is your number two or vice versa, NXT still falls behind that. AEW's got a lot of just internal intrinsic advantages that they have over NXT, and I don't think just by putting it in a different building, all of a sudden you're going to flip and 500,000 fans are going to go, well, that's the major league product or that's what I want to see. There are people specifically that want to see AEW. WWE's counter-programming that, and this is what you're getting. Well, obviously, there's two different audiences, but I think you're going to be surprised in the new year when I expect them to get out of full sale, and I think you're going to see a change in these numbers. That is my prediction. It won't hurt. I just don't think it's going to be as... We'll see. We'll see how it goes, and we'll see how the first quarter goes or wherever they decide they want to get out of there, but I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, but it should be said, too. One of the best battles going on, we talk about the numbers and the demographics for the actual ratings. One of the more fun battles is AEW on tour against NXT's home base because it really is. I'm not saying it's the crowd for both shows make it, but it's like back in the day if the, the, the studio crowd was hot or the crowd at the Tulsa Convention Center was hot as Mid-South is, is red hot going off the air with a crazy angle or something like that. It's it's the equivalent. With you know People may not like these fans now or whatever it is, but that's the reality is those fans are helping to make these shows, and they're almost in a way in competition with each other. Jaime, you're on the air. Our only caller right now of all people. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, I just wanted to say uh, I saw the the SEU versus Dark Order match, and I was watching it with kind of with the education that WWE left me, where the way they structure matches, and I was thinking Dark Order is going to win, right? So, but when SEU overcame it and won, I was thinking like, man, SEU's got to be like the best tag team right now in, in the states, at least. I don't know if they're the best tag team in the States. I want to thank you very much for the call. Hey, listen, last night was all about AEW doing this differently from WWE. They had an angle where Chris Jericho and his heel crew challenged the babyfaces. They challenged Cody, and Cody basically got friends. He did not go up there alone. He ended up with three friends, because in this company, babyfaces have friends. They went up to have a fair fight. Unlike WWE, they didn't get beat up. They won the fight. And then the top heel, instead of having to act cool or whatever, 
he cried and complained that he bought a ticket and got beat up. It was perfect. It was so <laughs> awesome and so unlike what you would see on any WWE show. And don't even send me any feedback about how WWE would never do this. It's all they do. All they do is humiliate their baby faces. They make their baby faces look like geeks. Their baby faces start fights and lose. Their, their baby faces lose in their hometowns. They do all of that stuff. And it's stupid. And, and, and I can tell you it's stupid because how many top baby faces WWE have right now? Their top baby face is hated. <laughs> right? Well, do they have a top yes. baby face that's over? No. Because they can't book a baby face for every reason I just mentioned. Hey, did you know Wardlow was coming? Wardlow is coming. Do you know that my my PE teacher in junior high was Mr. Wardlow? No, did he have I a don't like think, this dude? I don't think it's the same guy. Oh, and by the way, I realize this was many years ago, but I just want to say that as far as talking about NXT as the third brand and everything like that, even lower on the pecking order that NXT is back when WWE had their Superstars show. Superstars was even lower on the totem pole than ECW on sci-fi. But Superstars had a bunch of people nobody saw on any other show, the B and C team geeks largely. But they were doing 1.05 million viewers for an average show because they were in big buildings. Wait a second. Total nothing matches nothing. What year was this? I'll get it after the break. Observer Live. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 800-485-6003 Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? for a vacation or a new car, but today 
Withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. First says, how refreshing was it to see a hometown wrestler not get treated like trash? Great. You know what's great about that, which I don't even know if people understand what actually happened last night? It's not just that Britt Baker won in her hometown, Okay. Wrestling is all about manipulation. Well, it's not all about manipulation. But because wrestling is worked, you can manipulate certain things, which you can't do in a real sport. And obviously, they want to get Britt Baker over as a giant superstar. So as luck would have it, they happen to be running a show in Britt Baker's hometown. So because this isn't real... They can manipulate the outcome so that she can go out there in her hometown. Everybody can totally get behind her and chant Britsburg and everything like that. She can sell for a little bit, and then she can overcome the odds and be victorious, and the place goes crazy for her. And if you're a fan watching at home, and you see the reaction that Britt Baker got last night, in your mind it's like, man, she's a big star. Look at how over Britt Baker was. Exactly. Meanwhile... The people that live in Pittsburgh, it's like, man, our girl, Britt Baker, man, she went out there and she won. Great. I can't wait till she comes back next time. It's so easy, and WWE makes it so hard. Like, really, you know that this is WWE. It was like she would be wrestling her, and then, uh, what's her face? Uh, she's feuding, a punch her in the face. She's feuding with... Um, Guys, totally blanked. Anyway, she would have come out, cost her the match, and they would have got heat for the next pay-per-view. B. Priestley. B. Priestley. Yeah, B. Priestley would have cost her the match, and we got heat for the next. You know this is how WWE would have done it. You don't have to do that. There, people are still going to be in a match of the pay-per-view, and you did everything that I just said to get her over with the fans at home and the fans in her hometown. And with that, we're out of here, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next time. Wrestling Observer Live. Oh!